his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Joe Beamer Friday show here on News Radio 930. WBEN, five days away from Christmas. Next hour, we're going to talk about where you are in holiday shopping and some traditions that might kick off this weekend with family coming in from out of town. Maybe you're traveling somewhere. Maybe uh, you're listening to us right now on the radio.com app during a layover? If so, thank you for going out of the way to listen to this show. That means a lot. Uh, But this hour, we're still talking impeachment. We're talking both, are you revved up into it? I got a a funny text here I'm gonna read for you. Or have you hit that political fatigue? It's five days from Christmas. Everyone's supposed to be in a good mood. The Bills are in the playoffs. They're playing the Patriots tomorrow. Actually a winnable game for the Buffalo Bills. So have you just had enough? Just all this back and forth on social media. And, you know, I think social media helps you hit that political fatigue even quicker. Like, I think, you know, 15 years ago, maybe it didn't hit the fatigue as fast. Because when you wanted to turn it off, you could turn it off. But now, it's on your social media. Now, it's... On your radio, not only here, but in your music. Um, It's in the award shows giving their political uh, statements. It's in your late night, quote, comedy shows. It's in your sports. It's on your sports television. It's everywhere, and it's very difficult to get away from. So have you hit that political fatigue, or has this impeachment just revved you back up. There's a funny text here on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. You know, Joe, I was sick of the impeachment stuff. I know how the Senate was going to vote, but this latest stunt, I'm revved up again. And I know a lot of you feel that way. And it's funny also, I got a text from one of my buddies during the break. You went on a 10-minute rant about the impeachment, and then you said you've hit political fatigue. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to cover both sides. Like I said, I can talk about it, all right? I keep myself informed on the impeachment. Uh, even though I've hit that fatigue, and yes, 
it's you get just kind of really tired, you know, of everything going on and, you know, each both parties uh, pulling the stunts. But you do have to follow it to an extent. And like I said, it's difficult not to follow it. So, okay, I didn't really watch all day of the debate um, on Wednesday. And I, I was honest with you. I did not watch that the whole way through. But I did watch the vote. And I checked in during the day. And Pat on a cell, who, who is always, I always appreciate his call. We have a back and forth. We never call each other any names. It's always a nice uh, back and forth debate. But when I hear Nancy Pelosi tell me it's a solemn, prayer, prayerful day, we didn't want to do this. Now, I do believe Nancy Pelosi knows this is bad for her party. But I also know she's being run by the far left of the party. And it's difficult to believe Nancy Pelosi, it's difficult to believe people on the left of the aisle telling us they didn't want to do this when they've been talking about it since the election, when she had to tell them to stop cheering. They were cheering the impeachment. When she uh, announced Article 1 had passed, they, st they started cheering. She had to give them the, the hey, be quiet signal. Remember, we didn't want to do this. She had to fight back a smile. So I'm sorry if we, have, if we question the legitimacy of your complaint. Sorry about that. But you know what? If it was the other way around, Democrats would rightfully be calling out Republicans for doing that. If someone got elected, say Joe Biden gets elected. And the day after he gets elected, Republicans are saying, we're going to impeach him. You know, impeach 46. That's going to happen. Yeah. The Democrats would have a very legitimate case to say, well, if you bring it, we're going to have a ton of questions because this doesn't sound legitimate. And they'd be right. They would be right. So I, and I have complaints on the text board. Why do you keep going back to this point? I think it's a pretty good point. All right, there's a lack of evidence to begin with. We're being told by one guy that they don't know the whistleblower. And then we're also being told by that same guy that the witness at the time cannot say certain names because it might expose the whistleblower. Well, wait a minute. I thought you didn't know the whistleblower. And then every witness that was called to the house, not one of them was in on the actual call. They just overheard other people talking about the call? Was it that important to rush this through the house? There's no real evidence. And again, we were told quid pro quo. Well, that didn't happen. They didn't put that in the articles. We were told bribery. That didn't happen. That wasn't put in the articles. So just like with the Russia investigation, that was supposed to start as collusion with Russia. But what did we get after that investigation? All they talked about was obstruction of justice. I mean, how many things do you have to throw until they stick? I guess we know, five. They threw five different things out. And finally, obstruction of Congress, uh, I guess um, they thought pulled well. Not pulling well in the swing states, though. I definitely think this is going to backfire. So, I'm sorry... Pat on a cell, 
I'm sorry. I, I, I know Dan and I will have a nice conversation when we come back from break. Yeah. I'm sorry that we don't think this is legitimate. I'm sorry that I laugh when the county executive tweets out, this is a historic day. Yeah. Kind of like I, say, uh, I said about the Bills. Um, in 10 years, what are we going to be talking about? If they beat the Patriots or if they win uh, a playoff game for the first time since 95? 10 years from now, what are we going to be talking about? The Democrats pushing impeachment for th- the first three years of a presidency or the impeachment? Right now, I think it will be neither of those. We'll pro- probably be talking about a man that was impeached along party lines and then got reelected. I think that's what we'll be talking about in 10 years. That's your historic day, Election Day 2020. But yeah, sorry. I, 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 I find it funny. No one's above the law. God, enough. How many times are you going to use that line, no one's above the law? Play something else. All right? I'm sick of the hits. Play the B side of that. Oh, the B side of that is, it's a historic day. Come on, give me a break. This is what you wanted from November 9th, 2016. You finally got it because you had the numbers in Congress. And and I find it remarkably hilarious that the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about the Democrats that voted against impeachment. But you know, if one Republican had voted for impeachment, the spotlight would be on that person. Oh, this weekend on 60 Minutes, the hero that went against their party. But since it was a Republican that went against, I'm sorry, a Democrat that went against their party, eh, it's kind of just ignored. And Tulsi Gabbard, well, she's, she's a Russian. She's a Russian agent. Didn't you know that? Can you see where the fatigue is going to hit in? I'm getting angry at myself for keep talking about it. But I want to talk to you about it when we get back. What do you think? What's going on now? The articles aren't getting to Senate. They're, how long are they going to hold this over the Senate's head? And yeah, we can go back to what Sandy said yesterday. Was it a fair process? Do you feel the same way as me? You cried wolf one too many times. You keep talking impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Yes, we laughed when you finally brought it to the table. We questioned the legitimacy when you brought it to the table. And Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff are your two chairmen. Could you think of a bigger joke? All right. I will shut up and take your calls when we get back. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. We're talking impeachment. And believe it or not, we're talking about the fatigue from that impeachment here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We're talking both ends here. Are you fatigued from all the impeachment talk? Are you have do you have a political fatigue? But believe it or not, on top of that, we're also talking about the impeachment. For some of you, like the texter on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board said, has all the new shenanigans, the Um, Now, articles being held over the Senate. They have not been taken to the Senate. Are you revved up again right before Christmas? Let's go to Bill in Williamsville. Bill, good morning. Good morning, and I'm going to give you a new name called the Edgy Voice of Buffalo. Oh, thanks, Bill. I think you're right on with most of your views. You're well-read. You're well-informed, unlike a lot of people throughout New York State, which I hate to say are like – 
abuse children that keep gravitating towards the abuser Cuomo. Well, sadly, a lot of millennials in New York State, my age, uh, they just go right with the Democrat talking points. Oh, brutal. Hey, I just want to be on the lighter side. Merry Christmas. Yes, you too, Bill. I think that's what it's all about. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not all, I mean, I'm as probably well-read and well-versed with all this stuff going on as anybody, but what I, and I'm struggling with a little cold here. I, I always get a great deal of amusement when Dan calls in because he's always like backpedaling that he's a Democrat. And then when Sandy rips him and, you know, we'll drive him to the therapist and stuff like that. I what an amusing time. Well, Bill, I have to say it was, what I wanted to say was this, just that, it's a moot point, and that for the people like Rush would say in Real Linda means it's it, it doesn't really matter because uh, it's going to go to the Senate, it's going to be washed away, and he's going to get on and win in twenty twenty twenty. So it's it, he's got big boy pants. I think he's doing a fabulous job, and these people should get off ABC, CBS, NBC, and get some real life experience from other other things. Well, I do think some people are a little too caught up. You know, if you go on social media, if you listen to um, radio shows that might have calls from the other side of the aisle, you might, you you know, you might think this is the only thing going on. But I do think um, that people need to just kind of, you know, tune out for a little bit. There's nothing going on now. All right. There won't be anything till January. And just enjoy the time, like you said, Bill, the time of the season. Yeah, and uh, hey, go Bills. Oh, big game tomorrow. Go Bills, reality. Bill. Have a blessed holiday, man. I don't know if you looked at my call screen, but Dan from West Seneca is on hold and will be the caller after you. Now, I disagree with Dan's politics, but I do always appreciate Dan's calls. I think, unlike a lot of people to the left of the aisle, we are at least able to have a conversation. It's never – it never gets too – back and forth we don't get angry at each other we don't yell at each other yeah. i do enjoy that we can have a nice cordial conversation hey that's what it's about i always said i used to do a lot of uh therapy for uh families and, and children and that my wife and i for years we'd always say if you can't if there's no communication there's nowhere to go nope and i i, I wish so. and this goes well thanks bill for the call i wish people on the right and the left of the aisle could have conversations like Dan and West Seneca has with Sandy and with myself or um, uh, Pat on a cell phone who called earlier. I wish more people could have those conversations and we, and we could do the back and forth without the name calling, without the personal attacks. Like I said, I like Dan and West Seneca. I appreciate his calls. You know, when uh, I screen his, when I screen calls for Sandy, he and I always have a nice conversation about the bills, about what's going on. He always knows what's going on with Virginia Tech. He'll check in for the games. We are able to talk about that. So, yeah, I disagree with him politically on most things, but I really do enjoy his phone calls. Now, I was going to go to him. I had all that set up for Dan and West Seneca, and he hung up. So hopefully Dan calls back in. I will redo that setup when Dan calls back in. But I do appreciate calls uh, from people who don't think like me. Um, and like I said, if you have a different opinion than myself, make sure you tell Frank and we'll put you at the top of the list. Not because I want to go after you or, you know, uh, or, or attack your opinion. I, I would just I'm fascinated, fascinated by how we all can look at one opinion and have different uh, or one fact 
and look at different opinions of how we got to that fact. I am fascinated by that. I will always be entertained by that. Um, and I would never, ever uh, go after someone personally because we have a disagreement on politics. I think that's just taking things way too far. Uh, we can have different opinions. And yes, we can think some we can think people are wrong. I wouldn't say stupid. I would say we can think people are wrong and leave it at that, a disagreement. That's what's beautiful about the United States of America. We can have these disagreements. We can have people who think the president of the United States is doing a great job. And we have people who think he's doing an awful job. And then we have these people in the middle. But we don't have to go after the personal attacks. You know, and like I said, that's what I like about people who call, who have an opinion from the other side of the aisle. We can have an argument about it, but we can have a civil argument about it. And at the end of the day, tell each other, go Bills, right? Or Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is for you, because that's what it's all about. So I hope most people agree with me. 803-0930, star 930. The impeachment, where do you stand with it? Now that the articles are not going to Senate or not going to Senate yet, or, or we'll go right to the other end. Are you just fatigued from the whole thing? Are you just sick of politics? You wish Randy's news update would just be about the bills tomorrow because you just don't want to hear any more about politics. Where are you? 803-0930, star 930. Randy with the news. Friday, Joe Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Impeachment, where do you stand? And political fatigue, has it hit you yet? Let's get to the calls. We'll start with Kathy in South Buffalo. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. Great show. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Okay, to the real stuff. I cannot believe, I watched this. I'm like, like, I turn it off, I go away, and I have to go back and see what's going on. It's like a drug. But what I wanted to say is the Chuck and Nancy Schumer, also known as Bert and Ernie, they have for two and a half years done nothing but harass this president. What are they exactly hired to do? What is their job? What is their function? And how much money a day do they get paid? Because it's got to be a lot more than I ever made a day or you, they take this money and they do nothing except sit around and find someone they don't like. They, they have just done everything but stand on their heads to make up things that President Trump did or didn't do. They have followed him, uh, wiretapped him, put people in his office. It, it's outrageous what they've done. And they, and they seem to get away with it. Now, after they are all done with all of this witch hunt, now they want Mitch McConnell to change the rules in the Senate to accommodate what they found. 
it's insanity run rampant. It, it is, and, you know, I go back to what I've been saying, Kathy, and then they look at the Republicans and say, wait a minute, why aren't you doing your job? It's like, you guys were elected for the better of your constituents, and right now you're just letting bills sit on the floor while you do this partisan hack job. They have done nothing, and they should be penalized. They should, their paychecks should be, should be cut. How long could you do your job? or be on this radio station, not do what you were hired to do, and still get a paycheck? That's a good question, Kathy. I had a joke, but I think I'll just sit on that one. I'm serious, though. Anybody, an auto worker, an office worker, I don't care what your job is, a store clerk, if you don't do your job that they hired you to do, you're not going to get paid. And I would like to know the cost, the physical cost of this, uh, this charade, this absolute ridiculous. Now they want Mitch McConnell in the Senate to change his rules to accommodate the BS they found so that they can go push it through the Senate. Well, Kathy, I'll tell you this. I guarantee when it's all said and done, this will cost more than the Russian investigation did. And that right there is the sham. Does does the president, I don't know anything about this part of the laws, but do you have the right to sue an accuser for falsely accusing you of something? I think you do. If I, someone accuses me of stealing their car and I didn't steal it, and they go through and take me to court and I prove I didn't steal it, can I sue them? I believe that is what defamation of character is. Well, then can't the president sue each and every one of these um, uh, congressmen or whatever they are, House of Representatives? Can't he sue them for defamation of character, for absolutely bringing him worldwide attention and saying, you did this and he didn't do it? Kathy, we'll have to see how it plays out. You have a great weekend. You, too. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you. You, too, Kathy. Let's go to Rob in Ransomville. Rob, good morning. Good morning, 9.30 a.m. Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas to you, too, Rob. Thank you for taking my call. I don't agree with this fiasco that's been going on. It's been completely monotonous. Um, Pelosi wants to go ahead and, and withhold the articles. And that, and basically, she's wanting to say she's going to hold the Senate. It, I, I'm not a lawyer or nothing, but that's extortion because she doesn't think it's fair. It wasn't fair in the House, and they did what they wanted to do. They wanted to fabricate everything. They wanted to bring forward witnesses to say this and that and everything else. It was all debunked. We should just be moving on with it. Um, one of the other points I wanted to say was is. McConnell, Cruz, and Rand Paul, I'm sorry to say, but any politician that was a part of the Senate and the Republican Party, they should have kept their mouth shut after it was finalized. They shouldn't have wound up going ahead and opening their trap and saying anything about any kind of process whatsoever, because that's why I think wound up putting it in play with why Nancy Pelosi and them are stomping their little feet and sticking their pacifiers back in their mouth and going ahead and saying, we don't think this is fair, including Chuck Schumer. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask was, is I'm not sure if everybody really knows this. Maybe some do. Bernie Sanders and all them, if this does go forward within the Senate, they're in and sitting in on that. I don't think that that's fair. 
Well, Rob, we'll uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. I, I agree with I, I I agree with the fact that some of the Republicans should probably have just been quiet through the whole process and let it get to Senate and then have acted. But we'll see what happens. Rob in Ransomville, thanks for the call. We will go now to CJ in Kenmore. CJ, good morning. Oh, good morning and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, CJ. Thanks. Um, okay, let's just start with the fact that I'm a moderate regardless of Republican or Democrat. And I was disturbed that Congress just voted along party lines. You know, maybe I'm a cockeyed optimist, but it would be nice if they would listen to each other without worrying about their own careers. You know, it, it doesn't give us any thoughtful process. And I think it's a dangerous situation if people get fatigued or stop paying attention to politics. It's it's just too important, and it affects all of us. Um, but yeah, CJ, can, can I ask you a question on that? I'll let you finish. But oh. I, I do think we we need people to are to be informed, right? Like I, I I found it to be funny when the articles passed, and a lot of people on Twitter were saying, "Now Donald Trump's no longer the president." Like I found that humorous. That people were so disconnected. However, isn't there? You said you're a moderate when it comes to politics. Isn't there somewhere in the middle from not being informed at all to everything you post on Twitter is politically motivated? Isn't there a nice middle to where you don't have people who are just so into it they cut off communication with anyone who doesn't agree with them? I, I think there is to a point. Of fatigue, not saying that you'll be just completely disconnected, that you just might want to step away from a few days. I don't know. I think uh, social media and Twitter has kind of um, ruined us. Um, we have to educate ourselves and stop calling names. Um, well, that I agree 100%. You know, you can have, a, like I said earlier, you can have a disagreement, uh, but it doesn't need to get to personal attacks. Let, let it be what it is a disagreement. Right. And just a side note for a previous caller, um, there are approximately 275 bills sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk right now, and he's not sending them to Congress. Um, You know, it's probably the fault of both sides, but it's not like Congress is not doing anything. My big problem with Congress is they just vote along party lines. Yeah, unfortunately, CJ, that seems to become the uh, the norm now in D.C. Thanks for the call, CJ and Kenmore. When we come back, Dan from West Seneca has called us back, so we will definitely get to him after the break, and hopefully you. We're talking impeachment, where do you stand? And then, yes, for you out there who are a little fatigued, we're talking about your political fatigue here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Frank is going to have to go start my car. Uh, in the last hour of the show. Need to get a little warm-up. Oh, never mind. I forgot. Sandy's not here. I parked in Sandy's spot. I have to say, thank you, Sandy Beach. When he's not here, he lets me use one of his parking spots under the building. And when it feels like 11 degrees outside, it is really nice to walk into a nice, warm car um, that I didn't have to pre-start. So that's always nice. By the way, before we get to the calls... There is an accident on the 190 South before the Peace Bridge. The right lane is closed. So if you're going that way, make sure you avoid the 190 South if you can. And if not, get over early 
because the right lane's closed, which means people getting over, slowing up traffic. You could have had that report before I said it if you signed up for notifications from the radio.com app. Very easy to do. Download the radio.com app and make WBEN your favorite, and then you'll get all the breaking news we send out here on WBEN. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. Let's go to Dan in West Seneca. Dan, we lost you there for a minute. I I am sorry. I had a few things to attend to, so my apologies, and and, and thank you for putting up for me and taking my call. That's all right, Dan. What do you got for us today? All right. Um, You're one caller, very, very smart. I think that uh, in this media-savvy world where uh, politicians like to be 30-second movie stars, uh, fatigue is the enemy of truth and justice in the American way. I, I think because of everything going on today that uh, it's hard to find balance, but we certainly do need to be aware of our surroundings. I'll say that. I thought she was a good call. Um, my problem with this impeachment, I'm going to pick, I'm a Democrat, so I'm going to pick on my Democratic colleagues first, is uh, maybe McConnell was right and it was rushed a little bit. And I don't understand why, and they're not going to tell me. Um, But to me, the one thing that stood out the most was um, when Mr. Trump ordered his employees not to uh, abide by the congressional subpoena and appear before the Congress and answer their questions, in my mind, and I don't know all the legal nuance, I felt that, uh, first off, why did he do it? I mean, if there was nothing to hide, Those people could have came forth at that juncture, answered those questions, and if there was nothing there, it wouldn't have gone any farther. That's in my mind, okay? I don't know how anybody else is going to interpret it. Then I wondered to myself, because I know that if I don't answer a subpoena and I'm in Chictawaga Town Court, uh, somebody may show up at my door, put me in handcuffs, and force my appearance. But I don't know if Congress has a legal arm, so I'm kind of stuck there. And then they fall back on procedural issues, my Democratic colleagues, and they're not going to readdress this until after the holidays. So is their Christmas break more important than their rush to bring Mr. Trump to some type of justice because they feel that he's done an injustice? So uh, although I'm a Democrat, uh, those are the questions that I have, and that's how I'm following it. Uh, And then decorum. Sandy Beach likes that word, decorum. Um, we're losing that as a society, and it's, it, it's shameful. Um, I did see that. I watched the whole thing, Joe. Uh, I stayed awake. I didn't make any popcorn. I certainly had to have a couple of cups of coffee. Um, and the Democrats would have laughed and hooted and hollered uh, when they announced the passage of the two impeachment articles. And, yes, Nancy Pelosi did scold them. You could see that she calmed them down. But I, I do want to point out, in all fairness, that when Steny Hoyer was talking and he had his monologue, uh, you did hear uh, some hollering and, and some negativity from the Republicans because they didn't agree with what Mr. Hoyer had to say. So You heard that throughout You th- heard that throughout the day because I believe the same thing happened at something Adam Schiff had said earlier in the debate. Well, I think I think that the American people are the losers, and and I'm going to give you my ultimate uh, hope for this whole proceeding. I hope that the American elect- electorate 
is very, very smart. I think that they are. And uh, I don't know what either side is trying to accomplish. This is uh, a sad time for America. So get it to the Senate. Let the Senate have whatever type of procedural trial that Mitch McConnell uh, thinks that they're supposed to do with his interpretation of the Constitution. The Democrats certainly uh, put forth their interpretation of the Constitution. Um, Don't allow the networks to take it off for Survivor. Let the American people view it if they want. Turn it off if they want. We're so close to an election year. Uh, We're no dummies. Put it up there. Let us see what we got, as ugly as what it is. And then we're going to decide. The Republicans will, uh, and I'm not talking about the Republicans who hold office. I'm talking about the Republicans who are in their homes in clearance and, and out on the farm, wherever they are. Let them make their decision based on what they see and let the Democrats make their decision based on what they see. And the only thing I can come up with, Joe, is this is the poorest generation of leadership that I have witnessed. I was very young for General Eisenhower. I was very young for Jack Kennedy. Um, Certainly I can remember Nixon vividly, Ford. Um, This is the worst Republican, Democrat, independent. This is the worst generation of leadership America has ever had. All right. Well, Dan, we are up against the break, so we'll leave it on that. You have yourself a great weekend. You too, sir. Go Buffalo. Yeah, go Bills. Big game tomorrow. Dan and West Seneca leaving a line open for you at 803-0930. Dan, you know, as much as we disagree politically, I do have to say, I do. Th- I think on both sides of the aisle. Now, I think, obviously, if you listen to the show, I like what the president is doing. Now, I disagree with a lot of his tweets. I disagree with some of the things he says. Uh, some of the things he says that just there was no need to say them, and I'll point those out. I'll be the first to point them out. Um, but I do agree with the, the legislation he is passing. If you look at what he's done as president and you put away the tweets, again, I, a lot of those tweets, I just I look at them, and why? What did you gain by sending that tweet. And, and I've said that on the air before, and I know a lot of you disagree with me, but that's where I stand on that. But if you look at his leadership, you look at when he does go overseas and the things he does putting America first, you can't doubt or you can't uh, argue that he has done what he ran on. He has done successfully what he ran on. Um, but as for leadership within the House, on the Republican and Democrat side, yeah, maybe it's time for a little change. 803-0930, another hour after the news with Randy Bushover. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.